Hello there and welcome to Where's Wilmington. Happy New Year everybody. I'm Lisa Kapala, actually Lisa Kapala Egan now for those of you who've been following my life, but we'll stick with Lisa Kapala since we're old friends. So it's a new year and maybe you're thinking, gee, I'd like to open a business. Or maybe you're thinking, how do people actually run businesses in this day and age? Well, we have my two experts here today. Not only do they each own a business, they own two businesses each, and they also are raising families. Can you imagine all that? Yes. So we're going to learn some things from them about how they got started, why they even did all of this, and what, if there is such a thing, a typical day looks like. So let's introduce them. Next to me here is my friend Erica Marchand. She is an author, a chef, and a restaurateur. Say that five times fast, right? <laughs> uh, code One, Barbecue. Yes. Congratulations Thank on you. opening that recently. And then uh, the author, and I know you do editing too, that she'd been doing kind of... Yes. Uh, along the way yep. in life, right? All right, next to her is my other friend, Jen Erickson. She is the owner of Oak Lawn Real Estate and also Jen Erickson Dream Vacations. Hi. Interesting marriage of those two things. It is, it wow. is. Wow. All right, so let's start right off with you, Erica. Give the viewers at home a little bit of an idea of your history of how you ended up actually becoming an author and then going to Code One. <clears throat> Big jump. So I had always wanted to be an author, always wanted to be a writer, um, and it was something that I did all throughout my life. But then I got into, you know, I, well, I was going to go to school for it, and then I got into, well, you need a job. You need right. to make money. So I went to school, and then I got a job, and I started working in corporate America right. um, from one to the next, and I still always wanted to be a writer, and it was just uh, one day while working in corporate America, I realized this this wasn't for me, right? And I needed to to do something. So I just started learning as much as I can about, you know, uh, content writing and all the writing in the world, so that I could leave and just run my own business and work for myself and write and become an author. Okay. Um, and now at that time, when you were thinking and ruminating about that, mm -hmm. you're still getting that weekly paycheck. Weekly paycheck. Did you have children at that time? Yes. Okay. So there's the basic fear of how am I going to feed my kids? Yes and do something I love. And that's hard to yep. do because I think so many of us were raised with the idea of find a good job, make the money, and have fun in your other life. Right. But the concept of marrying those two things is kind of new age a little bit, I think. I think so, yeah. yeah. So were you scared to death the last day that you left your corporate world? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it took a really long time for us to make that decision. And it was a point where I said, um, it was actually like my, you know, uh, my mom was dying. She was very sick, and I, I said, it, it was like a click. There's only one life, right? And this is just not good for my mental health. It's not worth being here. Is the paycheck worth it? Can we make right. it work without it? And I did have my husband at home who he also had a steady paycheck, but we were essentially cutting our income in half, right? And you have three kids. Three children. Right. So yeah. that's a lot to worry about and to take care of and to think of. So I applaud yep. you having the courage to do it. Yeah. And I'm sure there were many nights where you thought, did I do the right thing? Oh, plenty. 
And you probably Lots still of think self, that sometimes. Yep, self-doubt. Yes. Yep. So then fast forward, how many years before you started Code One? Because so, I have to tell you, I was surprised when I saw that pop up that you were doing that. Yes. <laughs> so there's a little a little secret to me is that I've done a lot, a lot of different things. Right. And when I first met my husband, I was working in the restaurant industry and I was going to culinary school. Okay. And then that was right before, that was actually in the middle of my corporate America stint. So I tried to leave corporate America once before. Okay. And then I wound up back. So I did go to culinary school and being a chef or, you know, being in a kitchen was something that I had always loved, but just never pursued at the time, especially having children in the nightlife. Um, And I also have a ton of food allergies. Okay. So that makes it very difficult for us to go out to eat. Right. So, and especially barbecue places. And it's one of the things my husband and I have always loved was like, let's go find barbecue places. Let's do this. And I can't eat at any of them. Mm. So it was sort of just, you know. An aha moment. Yeah, it just happened. He, he you know, he smokes meat at home so I can eat it. And then right. we started having family and friends over and one thing led to another. And, and it was like, you need to sell this. And cool. it was in the middle of COVID. And right. we said, Let, let's give it a shot and see Why what not? happens. Right. Yeah. Okay, Jen waiting patiently there. <laughs> Same question to you. Tell me a little bit about the evolution of how you got to marry these two things, real okay. estate and dream vacation. So that would be vacation planning, all of that stuff. Yes. Two very different businesses. They are, but, but very similar as well. Both sales, okay. both a lot of research, which are things that I enjoy. Okay. Um, I had my son in 2007. In 2009, I started feeling like I needed to get back into doing work and doing something. Uh, I was a formal paralegal doing closings, mortgages, things like that. Uh, Decided to get my real estate license. Mm. Got that in 2009. In 2012, I decided, well, I'm gonna go and be my own broker. Wow, okay. I feel like I can generate the business. I don't need to be paying somebody else for leads. So I went and got my broker's license and I opened up uh, Oaklawn Real Estate in 2012. Okay. Uh, I named it after my grandfather's farm. Uh, He was a veteran from World War II, both of my grandfathers. Uh, So I have a real affection for the veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, So every closing that we do, we always donate to the Gary Sinise Foundation. Um, In, let's see, 2019, so jump forward, I started feeling like I wanted to do something fun. Real estate is very all-consuming, can yes. be gut-wrenching, a lot of things can happen. Uh, I wanted something that would be fun, so started looking at the travel industry. Uh, decided to uh, go ahead and purchase a franchise, and then COVID hit. So I generated a lot of business, canceled a lot of business, and then kind of rebuilt the last year and have done pretty well. I think it's been pretty successful. Um, But both, like I said, are, you know, they're sales oriented. There's a lot of research involved. I like the behind the scenes of the sales aspect of doing the research, figuring out what problems people may have or the hurdles that we need to jump through and figuring out how do we do that, whether it's finding the perfect home, finding the perfect vacation, Hmm. what have you. So that's kind of how those two kind of came about. Fascinating. I never would have thought of it that way. I have a real estate license too, and I have to tell you that was the hardest test I've ever taken in my entire life. Yeah. So overwhelming. Especially when you're holding people's financial future in your hands with real estate. It's a big purchase. So it's it's a lot. 
Um, I have two agents that are working under me with the um, real estate, and I have one under me for the dream vacations. Okay. So it's it's a lot of management. Yes, yep. definitely. Yep. So let me ask you both a different question. So you have a storefront, obviously, Code yes. One does, right? And yep. when you're doing writing or editing, that you pretty much do at home? Yeah, so that's pretty much everything's online. Lots of social media, lots of you know Amazon stuff, and I writing is a very uh, uh, what do you call it solitary. Yes, right. You have job. to focus. Yes. <laughs> okay. And for you, Jen, you're running this out of your home. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I have an office in my home and work out of that. All right. So having said that, what are the challenges you faced? We only have thirty minutes. <laughs> Getting a storefront going, and then I'm going to ask you, Jen. What is it like to manage running a business from home when you have a family? Sure. So, John, we'll start with you. So, uh, many, many, many challenges. Yes. One of the things when we first started is we went into a shared commercial kitchen um, because to get a storefront, you do need a good amount of money. You do need financing. Right. Um, and you, you could use some experience, too, in, in business management. And both my husband and I have that level of experience, but uh, it took many months just to work out a deal to get into a place to find a place and we wanted to settle in Wilmington where we right. live and so it wasn't you know it wasn't just anything right. it was let's find the right location and okay. it took about three and months and then to get finding in there. funding so this, this yes. these statistics I'm going to quote came from a blog uh, on legal jobs by Jennifer Conaldi I hope I didn't butcher your name there, Jennifer. Uh, so I guess that 46% of women use credit cards for their business startups because women uh, who seek funding are only successful 31% of the time. Do you find that that was true in your case? It was extremely yes. difficult. Extremely really? difficult, yes. I'm really surprised. And I was actually in business almost 10 years for myself as a writer before I could even get funding for that wow. through the SBA. Um, and then just to try to get funding as a brand new business is nearly impossible. Wow. And yes. we certainly don't want to insult our male entrepreneurs out there today, but we're sort of focusing on women in business and how that might be different. I think most of the challenges are similar for men or women, but today we're just focusing on the female aspect. <laughs> All right, Jen, what about you? Running a business to businesses and raising a family from your house, how do you balance that? Oh, I think I'll go have a cup of tea and watch TV or do some laundry <laughs> and handling the business. Um, I think it was probably one of the best things I could have done. Um, it gave me a lot of flexibility when my son was little. Right. He went to showings with me. He and he, thankfully he was very well behaved. Um, but and he even got the lingo. His, one of his favorite shows was the Love It or List It show. Cool. Um, he he got into the whole real estate aspect of it in the showings. Um, but I was able to to bring him along with me in a carrier. And then when he got older, um, you know, holding his hand and he would talk to the clients and things like that. But it gave me a lot of flexibility where I could be earning a living, bringing money in meeting people and doing things but also taking care of my son right and um, I had the flexibility of if I had to go do showings my husband could watch him if he wasn't available I could bring him with me right and you know there's that doesn't happen very often okay so th that was nice um, and being able to work from home you know like you said throw a load laundry and let sure. the dog out 
um, work in your pajamas. It's right. all good. <laughs> you have to be extremely focused, I think, to do, do. that. It's you not do. for everyone. You do. You know, so you have to really kind of, I think, plan out your day. You do. It seems like both of you are lifelong learners and probably list makers too, right? Oh, yes. 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 Me yes. also. So, yeah. And I think that's part of what probably keeps everything, hopefully, knock on wood, right, running smoothly. Right. Now, for you, Funding probably wasn't an issue, but you did purchase a franchise, right. and there's a fee for that. There was. So did you have any struggles with trying to find a way to get capital? For me, the upfront fees are not very high. Um, it was for the franchise, but I was able to, to take care of that um, and didn't need to, to reach out for anything. Um, so I was lucky in that aspect of it. Um, it's more the ongoing fees, you know, the monthly and all of that and keeping right. the businesses going. But the upfront costs for me weren't that bad. Um, you know, you pay, get your license, and then you're off and running. So right. it, it, so, it so worked. So luckily with, the, with opening your own real estate business, you already had done all of the education yes. and all of yes. the licensing that you needed. So that made it a little easier. Yes. And then when you decided to open Dream Vacations, you just had to do the franchise. Yeah, I had to. I had to um, purchase the franchise, and then they provided all of the training. And then, you know, every cruise line has training, every hotel, every travel place, everything has training. Right. So that's an ongoing, day to day, every day you're doing training as far yes. as that goes. But some of the perks are you get to go to some really awesome oh, places absolutely. too. Absolutely, I've been to some nice. great places since yes. I started. This. And you yes. get to eat really great food that you yes. know is not going to give you tummy issues, yes, which is great yes. too. Right? Any, okay. any allergies? Yes. <laughs> Let's try and say what a typical day looks like for you, if there is such a thing. Sure. Um, I mean, anything could go wrong in right. a day, but I try to. I try to operate every day with intention. So everything okay. I do is with intention. And I do often wake up in the morning and once I've gotten the kids off to school, for the older ones, and I have the younger one taken care of, is I will do all of the social media for both being an author, um, for my own content creation, and for Code One Barbecue. Right. Um, and then I, and I go on and I respond to everybody who's replied the night before. I check all the stuff that we have to do. I check all the emails. I do all the business stuff oh first thing gosh, in the morning. Wow. And if I can get through it all by 10 a.m., then I don't have to worry about it all day, and it's and it's off the block. And I do I also do the web design. I'm doing a lot of the stuff because this is all the stuff that I've right. done over the years that just married into the business. Right. And you guys are fairly new, so hopefully someday maybe you'll be able to, if you want, step back from some of that. Oh yes. Which side and do you, do you yeah. prefer cooking more than you actually do that piece, or do you like both? I like all of it, actually, but um, I just don't have time for all of it. Right. So there's and I, only and you one have, you. Yeah, and you have to make time for the kids, so it's important to to put that in. And the other thing is, I don't take days off, but I do take hours off. Okay. So if I worked all the way, in, you know, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., my kids are in school or with their nanny, then I take, you know, 45 minutes so that I have a break, I can have my cup of coffee, eat something, right? decompress, and then I go on to the next job. So it's really important to take rest. So that's a really between. good tip. Yes. Okay. And for you, Jen, what's a typical, if there is such a thing, day it's, for you? Well, I'm still trying to figure that out. No. Yeah, um, I it, hear that. I mean, it's pretty similar to what Erica does. You yeah. know, if we, I get Axel off to school. Um, I sit down in front of my computer. I do some social media marketing posts. Yep. Uh, I may look at some of the, the different trade magazines and things like that and, and read up on some articles of what's happening, what's going on with the cruise lines, what's going on in real estate. 
I'll check my email, respond to people, things like that. And I'll usually try to kind of update my to-do lists for what needs to be done and the timeline of things. Um, and, you know, check the website, see if there's anything that needs to be tweaked there. Um, I do the same, wear many hats, you know, right. you do, you're doing your own website, you're keeping things going, uh, you're trying to do as much as you can in your business. Mm -hmm. uh, and like Erica said, I, I like all of it. Um, I don't have necessarily have time for all of it all the right. time, but it's it's mine. It's my baby and right. I'm and I'm raising it. So yes. it's I work on all of it. Um, but the day-to-day -day is, you, know, you never know when you get up what you might right. end up, which direction you're going to go in. So it's, you kind of got to go with the flow and see what is happening. Okay. Right. So here's a, another piece of cool information that I got from that same um, article that I mentioned. 62% of women business owners are between 40 and 59 years old. Wow. What do you think about that, Erica? That's reality. Because? Um, excuse me. Um, because... Um, it takes a really long time to learn. Well, I mean, can we go back into women in business in general? Sure. As a woman sure. in business, it takes a lot just to even be uh, respected and to be believed when still, you're doing things. Still. In, still in this, today, yeah, okay. yes. So, uh, and I think that contributes to a lot of imposter syndrome with women too, because you will, especially if you go into the corporate world and have to fight to prove yourself. Right generally a lot more than a man does. Okay. Um, and we still still go through that today. I spent a lot of time in corporate America just, you know, having promotions passed over me for being a woman, um, you know, having people getting credit for things that I did because I was a woman and stuff like that. That was very frustrating for me mm -hmm. as a feminist. Right. Um, and then in my 30, you know, I'm, I'm 42, I don't mind saying that. So in my 30s is when I finally said, this is ridiculous. I have so much experience and I have so much knowledge and I'm a lifetime learner, like you said, and right. I know that I can do more and do better. And when I started accepting myself being in that, you know, position and having that knowledge and kind of getting rid of the imposter syndrome, right. then other people started seeing more confidence in me too. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that stat? There, Jen. I'm not surprised. Um, you know, I think as women, you know, we mature, we have our children, we um, want to experience as much as we can with them. We go through what we want to do with our lives. Um, I'm 52. Um, maybe the third business is on its way. I don't wow. you know. I don't know. <laughs> I okay. s I'm still not 100% positive what I want to do when I grow up. So yeah, <laughs> don't you think some of that too is kind of figuring out really who you are? I think it, it takes it a is. while to kind of. Yes. I think all the things you learn, like I was saying earlier, the way we were raised in our family was get a great job. That was the goal. Just get a great job. Any job, mm -hmm. just get a great job that pays well. And, you know, my dad had four girls and one boy, and he was you know very worried that we would be able to take care of ourselves. So there wasn't much emphasis on gotta love what you do. You know, so I think it takes a while mm. to figure out that you wanted to do it, it does. The it things does. that you're doing. You know? I was a very shy kid, painfully shy, and stepping out of my comfort zone as I've grown up has been difficult. Um, but I think I'm finally at fifty two at the point of my life where I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to figure right. out what I want, and and I think so it takes it. time to learn all the skills and meet the mentors that are going to walk into your life that mm -hmm. are going to help you kind mm -hmm. of navigate where you're going to go. 
you know, maybe some people get it in their 20s, you know, if they're fortunate, if they do. Yeah. But I think it takes time. I especially think for women that's the case because when you're doing the family piece, right. you're really caught up in that. So how do you balance your children with running businesses? They're involved in a lot of what I do, um, especially when it comes to running the restaurant. They'll come, like you said, you'll bring your son mm -hmm. on showings. My youngest is four, he'll come into the restaurant and hang out. My middle child, she's eight, that's Finn and Madeline. She'll come in and hang out. My oldest is 16 and he watches his siblings after school and he'll also come into the restaurant and work okay. um, and hang out. and. And even when it comes to the stories and stuff that I write, I talk about it with them, I show them, I we involve them in most aspects. If we're talking about finances, I want them to learn that stuff. There's a lot right. of stuff that I certainly didn't learn growing up, so I think it's really helpful for them to be involved in our family business. Okay, and Jen, same question to you. Um, I agree. I think um, you know, having my son see the, the work that I do and, and being involved in it. Um, he knows that when we go on vacation or we go away for a few days, I may have to sit down and write an offer or I may have to sit down and negotiate a purchase and sale agreement or something. So it, it's not like I can turn it off. It's you're 24 seven, it's you're on call basically mm -hmm. for, for both jobs that I do. But I really feel like having him involved in it and seeing it and see what I do, has really given him an appreciation for a work ethic. And mm. I can see that he's now 15, he's working his first job, and he really cares about the work he's doing. And I feel that that's something that he learned from watching me out there working and caring and putting in the time and not just turning it off when it got to five o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, so I think having our children involved and seeing us do these things gives them an appreciation for what life is about. It's True. Finding yep. this balance and making it work. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have a son. You have one son and two daughters. Fascinating that they're getting to see two, success. Two sons and two, one daughter. Two guy. sons. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about That's that. Okay. I know them all, so I should know better. <laughs> but they're getting to see women be successful, yes. right. which is so important yes. as an example. But let's talk about a tough topic. Do you ever feel guilty? All the time. Jen, you too? Absolutely. What um, do you feel guilty about, Jen? Probably the time. Um, I, I'm very involved with my son. He's in scouting in town. I'm very involved with that. Um, but it's hard because you want to make sure that you're giving them as much attention as you're giving to your businesses. Right. So it can be a, it can be a real balance of mm -hmm. you know how you feel. You can go through the highs of I'm successful. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. To oh my God, I'm a horrible mother. I didn't I didn't make it to this soccer game or I didn't do this. Right. Um, dinner and or dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it's it it can be tough, mm -hmm. but fulfilling at the same time. So it, it's it's definitely a hard you know, right. tight wired to, to walk. Yes, mm -hmm. and for you, Erica, same question. So, uh, same thing. I One of the things that I had written about a long time ago was the fact that um, women can do anything. You can do anything, you can have it all, you can be it all. And I had to write an article about this to yes. help women like it's us. It's like Wonder Woman syndrome, and I, I think. And I kept yeah. trying to put in this thing where like, well, not really, and they didn't want it. And it was the one article that I had written. I said, I'll never write another article like that again. It went against everything I believed. Women can do it all, just not all at the same time. Right. And you can't be a mom and a business owner at the same exact time. So you do have to make sure you're providing time to each thing. And 
deciding what you can sacrifice. Prioritizing. Like, pri prioritizing. Yeah. Like, okay, it's time for my kids right now, so the emails are going to wait, and I'll answer them later when, you know, after they've gone to bed or something like that. You know, and uh, making sure that the kids understand too. Oh, we can't if we, you know, if we can't do this today. But you know, Sunday's our day off, and we're going to spend the day together, and we're going to do this, and then they have something to look forward okay. to. So it sounds like your parenting skills kind of overlap into your business skills yes. because, and it probably works both ways. Some of the things you're doing in business are the same things you're doing in family life. Mm -hmm. Do you find other women entrepreneurs to be supportive of you? That's Me a good first, one. Yes. Yes. Most of the time. Most of the time, I think that we are changing the culture for women in business. I think it used to be very cutthroat because you were a woman trying to make it in a man's world, right. and a lot of women wouldn't, you know, there there wasn't a path mm -hmm. for any women. And I feel like my generation and your generation, and I have a lot of female entrepreneur friends, we're all trying to make a path because we want to show you how you can do it. Right. You know, my, my children go around my daughter thinking she's just gonna grow up and start a business. You That's know, she's, awesome. you know, that and it, it's like you can and here's we're gonna show you how and we Great. there's enough room for everybody. Yes. And Jen, what do you see at real estate? It's I you know there's yeah. There is. I mean I don't feel that I've been treated wrong by any other woman. I think mm -hmm. I've always gotten support from whether it's friends or other women in the different industries. Um, so I would say we do support each other as, as much as we can. Right. Um, and I yeah. think I was thinking about moms who might not run businesses who might say to you, okay, you shouldn't or or how come or gee doesn't that that's a major yeah you know that happens all the time oh or yeah. even leaving corporate yeah. america what are you going to do with the rest of your life what are you right. going to do with yourself or you know and it's like this yeah you know let's try it right you know and so yeah a lot of people i and especially because of that mentality you have to get a job and you this is what do you want to do when you're 18 for the rest of your I life know. you have to get a job you have to stay here this is what you're going to do right so when you go off and do something different it's scary for other people to see. This and they don't true. know how you're going to make it. Right. That's you true. Know? How We only have like five minutes left, so I'll do a quick question. Uh, how do you embrace failure? What do you do when something goes wrong? How do you cope? That's a tough one. You definitely have to s sit in the feelings. Uh, you know, you'll get the feeling of guilt. You'll get the feeling of shame. You'll get the feeling like this is it. It could be over. But if you can remember that failure is what leads to success, mm. then it's okay. You know, for example, during this time, trying to get a, a restaurant space, my husband and I had to, you know, have the door slammed in our face a few times. Right. And it, it definitely hurts. And you're like, oh, like, what am I doing this for? Is it even gonna work? You wake up the next day and you keep going. And you do one more thing to get to your goal and one more thing. And then next thing you know, right. you've got your own the, space. The success and, builds on itself. Yes. Jen, what do you do when you, lose a sale or well, um, COVID with all those vacations being canceled. Yeah, oh, that was Lord. that was a hard pill to swallow. Um, but, you know, I think I just, when I'm in my car, turn the music up really high and just belt it out. Yeah. Um, and that's you've got to, you let out your frustration mm -hmm. and then you say, well, okay, I got to keep going. Yeah. And I've, what's next? I've, exactly. Right. Um, and maybe you change your niche or or learn something else or you know whatever but you've got to keep moving and keep going right. and just keep building it mm -hmm. true I also think 
I'll say myself, I tend to focus on the mistakes I've made rather than all the good I've done. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to learn to celebrate the good things and work on the things that aren't quite right. 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 But that's tough. And yeah, I don't know whether that's tough. female or human nature that's human or nature, what. You know? yeah. Anything final, like tips that you'd want to give to someone watching today, male or female, that wants to start a business, what would you say, Erica? Sure. Um, I would say one of the questions that I always ask when I want to do something is, um, if I'm unsure of it, is what will I regret more in five years? Oh. Doing it or not doing it? Good point. And usually it's not doing it. And okay. if trying something, even if it doesn't work out, it doesn't hurt. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You try something new. Okay. Jen. I agree. I was going to say, don't be afraid to, to try. Um, step out of your comfort zone. Yep. If you have something that you're passionate about or enjoy doing, try it. See, okay. see if you can't make it work. And like Erica said, if not, there's always something else that you can sure. can try. Mm -hmm. And I suppose add to that, do your homework and build a good support network. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Do your research. Yes. yes. Because yep. I think it's nice to have an idea. But you really mm -hmm. have to plan, I think, to make yep. it work, especially with all the things as women we have against us already right. without doing all that extra legwork. Right. And, and use there. your resources. Like everyone around you, family, friends, children, everybody is a resource to you as you're a resource to them. Right. So if you have somebody who can do something and they can come help you sure. and use that. I had a friend who showed up day one when we opened, we didn't have any help and she we worked together years ago and she showed up and worked for the right. day with me like she'd been there her whole it's, life. It's so funny too because yeah. you never know the connections you make where later on in life those that, are going to become useful to you. Yes, exactly. You know? right. Anything you'd like to say before we go? Just uh, hi Maddie, Finn and <laughs> Connor. Thank you to my husband. We wouldn't, you know, and everybody else you know, we work hard and we're here together. All right. And everything. your business is Code One? Code One Barbecue. Yep. We are at 211 Main Street in Wilmington. Cool. Um, we're on a limited menu right now, but by the end of the month, we'll be open full time with a full menu. Great. And Jen, anything you'd like to say finally before we close? Hi, Axel. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on Facebook if I can help with real estate or vacation planning. I'm there. Or buy a know. vacation home. You can do I, both. I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> nice. If you really like someplace That's you awesome. go for vacation, we can find you a house. I there. love it. I love it. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank I you. know you're so busy Thank and you. I really appreciate you being here Thank you representing a small fraction of all the women out there that are running successful businesses and really in the trenches doing a lot of great things. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for watching. You. I hope you enjoyed this episode and just reminding you that the next time somebody asks you, where's Wilmington? You tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll be with you again soon.